Hello, and welcome to the epic edition of the Other Worlds Podcast Experience. Aurora and Antaeus. Starting November 1st, 3999. Ships lock entry. Ships out mail. Sent. Dearest Magdalene, your wild and voluminous words are a delight. Never stop. And now it is my turn. I've had the luxury and good fortune to be able to dock my ship with a star cruiser and travel through the dangerous Istical Path, one of the great wormholes attached to the Delta Stargate. So my journey has been cut in half. I am now staying at the Golden Horn Station. There isn't much to see here as far as views, but it is teeming with an inner world of Turkish culture and Turkish delights to the senses. The dominant population here is, of course, Turkish. I have had the best tea with each delicious meal here, as well as many other delicacies. One of my favorites is the rice pudding and the stuffed mussels. The Golden Horn is the Istanbul of the stars. But that is merely a minor distraction to other things. As for the cyborgs that came to the station, it is probably well that I wasn't there. I detest them too, and I am glad they did not trouble you. If they had, I would have had to vow and get my revenge, and that would destroy my precarious link with the divine that I have been trying to strengthen and forge on this journey. But enough of them. Even in my gloominess, it delights me that you have found the sacred book right there on the station library. Who would have known a copy would be there? One of my men had learned and memorized the entire text, and he often put many sacred texts to song on the lute during our times of rest, or camping out at night on various planets and stations. He would recite prayers and other texts to strengthen us when it was needed on the hunt. All in all, we'd made it to the sixth clue, just one short of that sacred number of seven, where we would have found what we all sought, the way to the starry laugh. 
I'm tired. I am always tired lately. Speaking of dreams, I went to sleep last night, and when I dreamed, I dreamed of a painting. It was so clear in my mind that it seemed real in the painterly colors and surroundings. It was the Murillo Madonna, except it was you, and you held a little baby in your arms. Does this mean something, love? I don't know. It seems the dream you spoke of last was perceptive of my precarious emotional and mental state. A place on the edge of great light and great darkness. I feel so despondent because of my failure that I grasp at anything, no matter how tenuous. I rethink my life over and over, and as I do, I feel that perhaps the chase and the journey really is the start of wisdom and understanding of the sacred things and not the end. I know it is said that this is true, but in the face of failure, it is hard to accept. Keep the great book for as long as you can. Upon my return, we can read it and pray together. I feel it is a precious prize of consolation for me after the failed hunt. We'd reached the sixth clue in the second ring of planet Oterra, the symbol for healing, which is also the symbol for strength, the symbol of Antaeus. We reached all that way without incident, defeating one of his schemes, and felt buoyed by this, having not too long passed the fifth clue and sigil, Aurora of the Dawn, all in light. We had thought that our triumph had dawned, then Kristoff had cut off our path to the last place completely. I think he even destroyed the seventh clue from reports we heard from others in the area, but we cannot pin it on him directly. What a diabolical blasphemy! He left a false clue that would have had us entering the black world of Nyx, really the most dangerous place in the universe, the great darkness from which no light escapes but from which evil seeps into the universe. This is always the case with him. It was then that we all wondered if he was merely a human agent of wickedness, or if he is really something more. It is hard to pin anything on him, yet he looms over disasters and wickedness like a shadow. I wonder. But to the dream, with your beautiful face as the lady with the child ensconced in warm red against the gray and dark of the air of dream. I must say that I first had a fragment of this dream, like a holy vision between Aurora and Antaeus, and never said a word of it, not understanding what it meant. It could not be madness. It has the proof of earthliness and tenderness about it, but I don't know for sure. After my small travails of the Golden Horn, I will stay in my ship until another path is plotted through the next gate that I must jump through. I nearly forgot to mention, but a kind gentleman allowed me passage with his train of ships, which is why I made it here so quickly. It was a very long and arduous jump to the system, but any danger is worth braving to get closer to home, love. Until I see you, I raise a glass of exquisite tea.
love are Vaughn. Peril. Stardate. December 1st, 3999. Stations log entry. Outmail. Sent. Rafe, he came, and now I find myself forced to walk the unsettling bridge between love and peril. I'd gone to a lecture on the esoterica and high mysteries and sacred secret of heaven. It was a small, intimate affair. The kindly librarian had invited me, a wondrous thing to make such friends who can expose you to such riches and he had some of his own associates who had come into the station for a visit to hear the lecture. We all had a fine dinner afterward, but behind me at the lecture, I felt a dark presence. He was there, sitting behind me, his gaze so penetrating I thought I'd been undressed. Then I looked back again and he wasn't there. It made my heart sore to hear you think of me as the lady with child. I feel as if you have glimpsed into a possible future for us. Such things can sometimes be uncertain, but you had a vision, my love, a precious vision of our family, or what it would be were we to have a little one. I told the librarian of my fears of him following me, haunting my steps, and he offered to put me up in his place for a few days. His friends even escorted me to my apartments to gather a few things, and then I was ensconced in safety there for a few days until I could feel his dark presence lessening. Once I felt that opaque, oppressive presence when he could not get to me. I went back to our place, but it was as if I could feel his oily presence had polluted our sacred and loving space. There are times that I wonder if he is connected with the wicked Kristoff. I have noticed a pattern from long ago. These dark hands show up to create chaos and trouble whenever one is upon a major spiritual journey to the light. Their darkness is spreading like a blanket, and they want no one to find the way out of it. I continue to read the book, now as much for spiritual protection and comfort as well as in reverence for learning. As I read the passage, thy prayers are like sharp arrows in the dark hearts of thine enemies. I felt myself strengthened, but there is something else and a need for more. He really had been here. It wasn't my imagination. He left a letter here on a table. It stopped me cold. It said in hard, violent words, In the end, you shall be mine. I would have rather destroyed it and never mentioned it was vile, but there it was. I feel tainted by his desires and dark plans, whatever they may be. I feel a pull towards him that I never asked for, 
and am fighting mightily. I love you, Ray, with all my heart. I would die before I gave ground to him. His influence is imperceptible to others. They do not see it yet, but his darkness is spreading. I fear that his pull is strong, so strong that I may have to destroy myself in order to escape his shadow, and therefore destroying the passion and love between us and any shared visions of our future. Please hurry, dearest Magdalene. Vengeance is mine. Star date, January 1st, 3999. Ships log entry. Ships out mail. Sent. soul is on fire to hear this what you have said to me in your last letter if there were a way I could slip through space and time instantly to get to you I would tear that entire station apart to get to him and then tear his black beating heart out if he even possesses one the librarian is a clue to me when it comes to protection for you if you can, stay with him for as long as you can. Keep the book and read it in an undertone day and night, doing more than just reading it for pleasure or for knowledge. This calls for the battle mindset. When you approach the book here on out, approach it with a view to salvation from this dark fiend or any darkness. When I get there, I will search him out for I can tell when the dark hands are about. I have picked up at least that gift for my expedition. I will find him and rend him limb from limb. His flesh will be burnt beyond recognition, his blood drained from him when I am through. Oh, I shake with fury that he has attempted to lay his hands on you. Now I know the source and reason for my dark dreams, these dreams with teeth and shadows. It is he, the evil one, on our home station, who is trying to destroy what we have built, and Kristoff trying to destroy all the light in the universe. They are two of a kind, minion of wickedness and master of darkness. But I wonder, who is the minion and who is the master? I am so angry that I had forgotten to tell you that I journeyed to the Star Cathedral on the planet Ninyef yesterday and passed the time in contemplative prayer 
and spoke with one of the mendicants that lived nearby the cathedral. It was a fulfilling and satisfying exchange with the mendicant, a beautiful one in fact. He helped me to understand my dreams and directed me to see a hermit deep in the forest of Cathandau called the Mysterious One. Shall I even go now? I fear what will happen to you if I depart from my journey any more than I already have, though I am coming ever closer. Fear not, Magnum. Vengeance is mine. I will repay his bold insolence. Fury and fire are gone.